0: Welcome back everybody, we have our encounter with God section this morning where we're going to be talking about the law and sin Mm. And we're going to be particularly looking at Romans chapter 7, so in preparation, why don't you, provided you're not driving Pull out your Bible or your phone or your tablet and go to Romans chapter 7 We're going to look at the first few verses of this particular chapter as we introduce today's subject It's a very interesting little uh, tongue twister that Paul gives
1: and while you're pulling out your Bible, let me hit you with some more clues. Some for more our clues. Quiz. I'm going to give you two clues because we've got one in the last segment. <clears throat> We're too busy talking. about And you're about feeling churches. super generous, right? I am feeling very generous. Although these clues are super easy. So uh,
0: the last one wasn't super easy. Trust me, these ones are going to be very, very easy. Whoever reads Malachi chapter three on a regular <laughs> basis, or Isaiah chapter forty, on these are good chapters. But <laughs> okay, so this is a, not the ones that you read every day.
1: This is a Who Am I quiz. So which Bible character are these clues about? And you can give us a call if you think you know the answer. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's one 800 Or you can text 491 um, 64 Or you can uh, just write on our Facebook, uh, which people are doing at the moment. So here is our next clue.
0: I put in some photos of my uh, wood cutting expedition yesterday.
1: Ah, is that up on our Facebook yeah. page? Yeah, very good. Okay, clue number two. Because I would not eat or drink like others did, the experts in the law said I had a demon.
0: Ooh. Do you know who it is? Who was accused of having a demon?
1: Mm, because I had a different diet. That's a bit mean. Yeah, you're
0: try- you're, you're, you, are, you, are going, you are trying as hard as you can to make this even <laughs> slightly obscure, aren't you?
1: Okay, clue number three. While in prison, I sent two men to Jesus to inquire if he really was the Messiah.
0: Okay, now you've lost it because <laughs> <laughs> now you're making it super easy.
1: Now it's easy. Well, give us a call. If you know the answer, we'll give you the prize, which today is the Soyum Eastum music CD album.
0: So okay. Romans, where are we Romans? In Romans chapter 7, and we're going to start reading. In fact, Mon, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you Mm -hmm. the first four verses, Mm -hmm. and then you can tell me what it's all about. Okay. Here it goes. You ready? Mm -hmm. Romans 7, Mm -hmm. coming up. Know you not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. How that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he lives. But if the woman is dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she is married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. There you go.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Explain. Explain.
1: This sounds to me like it's about laws, marriages and possibly death.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember the very first time I read this particular passage and I was like, what on earth? (laughs) <laughs> Earth is Paul talking about here?
2: <laughs>
0: but if you start at the top and you read it in a slightly more modern translation, which I think you have them on, so why don't you read for us verse one? Sure. We'll start there and we'll work our way through it.
1: Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living?
0: Okay. The first thing that we need to notice as we go down through this passage is that in context, the, the specific law that Paul is referring to, in his, he's building here an illustration. Mm-hmm. And in his illustration, he uses the law of marriage mm-hmm. as his illustration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me two random men's names. Uh,
1: Bruce and Kevin.
0: Bruce and Kevin. And which one are we going to make the bad guy and which one are we going to make the good guy?
1: Bruce is a baddie, Kevin is a goody.
0: Okay, so Bruce is the bad guy, Kevin is the good guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we've got that settled and we have uh, uh, the law of marriage that we're talking about as an illustration. Now, Mon, read for us verse 2.
1: For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her.
0: Okay, so let's say that you're married to Bruce. Mm-hmm. And the laws of marriage apply to you so that you can't be married to somebody else, right? Right. But you might not be so happy being married to Bruce because he's a loser. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Bruce is, Bruce is no good. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all the Bruce's out there this morning, this, Sorry. Is, this is not <laughs> intended in any <anyone>. way. Just an illustration. <laughs> sure illustration. Just an <laughs> illustration. Just an <laughs> illustration. Just clarifying that right now. Okay. All right. So, let's say that you're married to Bruce and he's just a terrible husband and he Beats you up and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Well, if he beats you up, you should leave him. But yeah, um, but okay. So let's I can't say be simultaneous yeah, Maybe, to maybe, him maybe, maybe I am going a little bit too far in my illustration. But just so, let's say he's just a real loser, and you don't like being married to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't treat you very nice. Mm-hmm. You don't like being there. You are not having a great life. You'd rather be married to someone else, Kevin. Okay, so Kevin comes along. <laughs> can you just uh, like, yeah, you know what? I am just going to marry Kevin. No, if you are already married to Bruce, no, no, you can't do that, can you? No, but what if, what if by the grace of God. Bruce dies.
1: We'll have a funeral.
0: <laughs> and then what will you do?
1: Marry Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: all the Kevins out there are feeling very tough with themselves right now. Okay, once again, just an illustration, all right? Don't, don't get carried away here. All right, now read for me verse 3.
1: So, while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries.
0: Okay, so can you be married to two people at the same time?
1: Not simultaneously, no. It's
0: called uh, bigamy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So you can't do that, and this is what Paul's saying. This is the law of marriage. You can't be married to two people at the same time, and if you're married to Bruce and Bruce is a loser and you don't want to be married to Bruce, you'd rather be married to Kevin, then you can't be married to Kevin at the same time as you're married to Bruce. Mm-hmm. We all understand that, don't we? Yeah. Okay, now read for me verse 4.
1: So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ and now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God.
0: Okay, so let's, let's think about this for a moment. <coughs> you start off and you are married to Bruce. Mm-hmm. That is not going well for you at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what needs to happen to Bruce?
1: He needs to die. He
0: needs to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bruce dies, and now you can be married to Kevin, who's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. The illustration here works like this. In this illustration, Bruce is your old self.
1: Ah, okay. Mm, See what's happening? Yeah, yeah.
0: Bruce is your old self, and we all know how that self gets us into trouble. Mm -hmm. Self is not the solution. Mm -hmm. You are not the solution. The solution is outside of yourself. The solution is found in Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, So self is getting you into trouble, self is dragging you down, self has all kinds of addictions, self loves to sin, self loves to keep you under the law where the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And then you look across and you see Kevin, otherwise known in this illustration... As, because if Bruce is your old self, then Kevin is now Jesus Christ.
2: Mm -hmm. So
0: you look across at Jesus Christ and you say, No, I would rather be married to Jesus Christ than to my old self.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Can you be married to Jesus Christ and your old self at the same time? No. Because you would be a bigamist if you did that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you follow how the illustration goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got it all so far. All right, so this is what God is saying. You can't sit on the fence. You can't, like, yeah, there's some things about my That I like, and so I'll keep those. And there's some things about Jesus that I like, and I'll keep those.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work.
0: Jesus is not that kind of a person. Jesus is not somebody to share affections. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says that he's a jealous God. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is not always a bad thing.
2: Mm. Okay,
0: so when you're married to somebody, you should be committed to that person. That's right. And if you were married to somebody and then they decided that they wanted to be married to somebody else and take on a second wife, what would you do?
1: I would be very jealous. I'd be furious.
0: And you, if they insisted, then probably leave.
1: Yes, very sure so. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: And God is saying the exactly the same thing. You can't be married to the world and to me at the same time. This is what, what the Bible talks about as spiritual adultery.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So then, if uh, you are in this situation and you want to be united to Jesus Christ, and you have been following your old self for all this time, and you look at your old self and it's like, yeah, you know what? I'd be rather, I'd rather be connected with Jesus Christ then what has to happen to the old self.
1: Has to die. Has to die. Gotta go.
0: Gotta go. Mm-hmm. And this is what Paul talks about: dying to self. Mm. and living for Jesus Christ. The old person, the old you, the person that you used to be dies so that you can live for Jesus Christ.
1: How does one kill Bruce?
0: Ah, okay. So you go to Kevin Mm -hmm. and you say, Kevin, I'm married to this person so therefore I can't be married to you so you need to kill Bruce.
1: So Kevin kills Bruce for you. <laughs> the plot thickens. No. <laughs> the plot thickens, that's right. So
0: Jesus Jesus is the only one who can put to death the old self. And when Jesus puts to death the old self, you become a new person. That's what it means to be born again. You become a new person alive in Jesus Christ. And I think all of us, all of us have experienced how much we can get ourselves into trouble, right? Mm-hmm. All Absolutely. of the trouble that we have ever gotten into has been caused by who? Ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. It's really that simple. And uh, so here, of course, that's uh, exactly what we find.
1: I mean, we read yesterday um, in the same chapter in uh, in Romans chapter 7, the bit about struggling with sin. You know, we know, we know what is right. We know <laughs> we want to do what is good, but we keep just doing the wrong thing. We keep choosing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Bruce has got to go.
0: He's got to go. All right, so where were we up to? We were up to verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law. Okay, so here's how it works. Your old self is always dragging you into sin, right? Mm -hmm. And the wages of sin is? Death. Death. So your old self is always dragging you into death. Mm -hmm. But if the old self dies, there is no longer anything dragging you into death because the wages (laughs) of sin is death and sin is the transgression of God's law. Mm-hmm. So that then sets you free from the penalty of the law, doesn't it? Uh-huh. It sets you free from the law because the law is only relevant when you're breaking it. That's right. So the law saves us? Uh, no. Oh. The law cannot save you. The law can never save anyone. The law has never saved anyone ever. It's the grace of Jesus Christ that saves us. Alone.
1: So what does the law really do then?
0: It points out that you need Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, okay. I see.
0: All right. Yeah. Because what happens is, of course, when the old self breaks the law and then you read the law and the law says you're condemned to death and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? And then the Bible says, go to Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's the one who forgives you of your sins through his grace and makes you into a new person. Wherefore, my brethren, you are also become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Okay, so the old self has died. You are now alive in Jesus Christ. You are married to Jesus Christ now. You should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. And so there's the solution right there. But married to Jesus Christ.
1: Brings forth good fruit. But hmm. don't we sometimes keep resurrecting Bruce?
0: Yes. Now, this is a bit of a problem mm-hmm. because the Bible says... The dead don't come back. Mm. And yet we do believe a little bit in the immortality of the old self, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we sure (laughs) do. We should not believe in the immortality of the Mm -hmm. old self. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's the problem that uh, uh, the old self always wants to come back to life. Mm -hmm. And we need to treat the old self just like what the Bible teaches about death. Mm -hmm. We should not believe in the immortality of the old self. We should believe in the power of Jesus Christ to destroy the old self and to walk ahead in faith. And so whenever the old self tries to come back to life, it's like, no, 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 I don't believe in the immortality of the old self. Mm. I believe in the total mortality of the old self, and old self, you need to stay dead. So this is is this called something to do and, with… And of course, we can't keep the old self dead. Only Jesus can do that. So that's when you mm-hmm. go to Jesus Christ to do that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's so, all through Jesus.
1: So, this is, does this have something to do with, uh, you know, when, when it says in the Bible about um, having to die to self daily?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Every day make that decision that we are not going to accept the immortality of the old self.
1: And this is essentially how we become followers of Christ, how we become followers of the, the new, the, I want not say the new us, but like the Kevin. Every day we choose Kevin over Bruce.
0: That's right. Yeah. We choose Jesus Christ <coughs> over the old self. <coughs> okay, so think about this for a moment. Uh, if you believe in the immortality of the soul, that's the foundational doctrine of spiritualism, right? hmm So spiritualism is all based around the fact that you shall not surely die. You don't really die. You just keep living on in a different form. hmm That was Satan's very first lie in the Garden of Eden. He's told it ever since. The Bible says, The dead know not anything. Mm. they have never have anything ever to do ever again with anything that is done under the sun, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 9 you can read it through there verses uh, say 5 through 10, the Bible is crystal clear on this particular subject Um, and out of the 1,700 places that there are in the Bible. The Bible speaks about the soul and the spirit. Not a single one says that either the soul or the spirit is immortal. If you've got some thoughts on that, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. However, getting back to what we're talking about, if you believe in the immortality of the soul, then that's a kind of spiritualism. Mm -hmm. Is it the same if you believe in the immortality of the old self? And we keep going back and resurrecting the old self and resurrect, yeah, him, and resurrect him and resurrect him again and bring him back. And sometimes I feel like he has a life of his own. Drew him up again mm-hmm. the next day.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like he has a life of his own. Like Sometimes I feel like you want to kill the old self off, but it just keeps coming back. You've got to fight it off. Yeah,
0: And that's why Paul says, I die daily. The old self for Paul dies daily because he makes that decision every single day. Does
1: it get easier? Like, you know, dying daily, killing off the old self every day, fighting off, fighting off. Does it get easier, do you reckon?
0: Uh, It changes. And the reason it changes is that the devil never gives up. Mm -hmm. The way it changes is this. (coughs) What the devil once tempted you with, if he finds that he can no longer get you with that particular temptation. So if you have a temptation for donuts... Do you have a temptation for donuts?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that donuts are a sin. Don't get me wrong here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just an <laughs> illustration. Just an illustration. Mm-hmm. But let's say you have a particular temptation that way, and then you go for a month without eating donuts. Mm. Do you feel as tempted now after doing a month without donuts as you, as, as you did at the beginning of the month? No. And the reason for that is your brain is starting to rewire itself. Mm hmm. Okay, but does that mean that you are now free from temptation? No. Because now you're tempted by porridge and lettuce. (laughs) Uh (laughs) For those who are just tuning in, Mon has been on a uh, juice juice fast fast for the last month. (laughs) Okay, so your brain rewires itself and so what used to be a temptation goes away, Mm -hmm. but the devil never gives up and he'll bring in something else as a temptation.
1: Okay, so let's say you used to be into stealing, Mm -hmm. but then you've, you know, you've, Taking that to Jesus. Jesus has taken care of it, and you've died to that every, daily. Mm-hmm. And um, and so stealing is is no longer a temptation. The temptation is weak. So you're saying that now the devil might suddenly whack you over the head and start tempting you with, like, adultery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So we always need to be on our guard because... The I just, Bible
0: says... Sorry, you were yeah, going to say something?
1: Doesn't the Bible say something about the devil being like a roaring lion?
0: Seeking whom he may devour. Mm. And the Bible says also that he who thinks that he stands, watch out lest he falls. And the reason for that, of course, is when we're feeling strong. That's when the devil is likely to come out of left field, uh, catch us in our blind spot, and just smack us down while we're not even watching. This is Fernando Ortega. Oh God, you are my God. From Psalms 63. Fernando Ortega, oh God, you are my God it's here. A very beautiful song. Bethlehem. Absolutely. hawkey dokey where are we up to? We were talking about this passage here in Romans chapter 7. Let's go down to verse 13 and let's take a look at verse 13 for a moment. Romans
1: chapter 7, 7 verse, 13. verse 13. But how can it be? Did the law, which is good, cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes.
0: Ah, there you go. So is Paul against the law of God? Does does Paul not like the law of God? Does Paul want to get rid of the law of God?
1: No, certainly
0: not. Not at all. He says that the law of God is good. It's just that sin is a bad thing. Mm. Okay, let's read a couple of verses in relationship to the goodness of God's law. Read for us verse 12.
1: But still, the law itself is holy, and
0: its commands are holy and right and good. Okay, so the law is good. All the way through, there is nothing bad about it. Have you ever read anything bad in the Ten Commandments? No. Why is not the people object so strongly to the Ten Commandments?
1: I don't know, but I just think the world would be a much sweeter place if we just kept the Ten Commandments.
0: You know, it's an interesting thing, but I hear... Th- objections by Christians sometimes against the Ten Commandments the moment you mention what? the law of God it's like oh there's legalism 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 no. like okay which one of these do you not like yeah do you not like where it says uh, don't, don't kill. kill yeah or kill. don't steal or don't commit adultery or honor your parents or have no other gods before God which one of these is the one that you don't like
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: there's only ever one the, the only one they don't like is the Sabbath one is' like okay the Sabbath commandment works like this Take a public holiday every week and worship me. What's not to like about that? Yeah,
1: why do people complain about that? Sounds <laughs> like, wonderful. What on
0: earth? You're going <laughs> to nail the law to the cross and get rid of it just because you don't like that one? Yeah, silliness. Paul liked all of it. He said, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. And that's why Paul was a Sabbath keeper mm. amongst keeping all of the Ten Commandments. All right. let's see what else Paul has to say about the law Go back with me to verse 7
1: Chapter 7 verse 7 says Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin I would never have known that coveting is wrong If the law had not said, you must not covet
0: Okay, so in this particular passage Is Paul saying that the law is a bad thing? No What's he saying about the law?
1: He's, he's saying that it points out his sin to him.
0: So that makes it a good thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if you didn't have the law, you wouldn't know what sin was. And if you didn't know what sin was, you wouldn't know that you needed Jesus Christ. And if you didn't know that you needed Jesus Christ, there'd be no gospel. And if there was no gospel, there would be no need for a preacher. And if there was no need for a preacher, there'd be no need for a congregation. And if there's no need for a congregation, there'd be no need for a church. And the world would just be a disastrous place.
1: Yeah, I I'm just sort of imagining it's almost like you're stumbling around in the dark and you just need, a, you need the law as, as like a light switch. You flick know, on the light and then you can see where the obstacles are.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is mm-hmm. who I am. This is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And this is how I solve the situation. Yeah. Without the law of God, Christianity ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. Where there is no law, there is no sin. Where there is no sin, there is no need of Jesus Christ. Where there is no need of Jesus Christ, there is no need of the gospel. Where there is no need of the gospel, there is no need of the Bible. Where there is no need of the Bible, there is no need of a preacher. Where there is no need of a preacher, there is no need of a congregation. Where there is no need of a congregation, Christianity is gone. You do away with the law, you have done away with everything in relationship to Christianity.
1: It's a scary thought if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Which, a which, scary this would thought. be why the devil's attacking the law so much, why he wants us to forget it, why he wants, you know, people to to dishonor it and just do away with it. Yeah. And nail it to a cross and pretend it isn't isn't, isn't relevant anymore. Absolutely. Mm.
0: Yeah. All right. So we've got these passages here Paul is uh, very very clear that the law is not the problem, sin is the problem.
1: Mm. The and law does not sal- necessarily Sorry, no. go on. No. You go. The Lord doesn't necessarily even fix the problem so much as just shine a light on it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's it's completely ambivalent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, it has no... It's just
1: a light switch. Opinion.
0: Yeah. um, Either which way, it is just a light switch.
1: If you're stumbling around in the dark and you're making a mess, switching on the light doesn't clean up the mess, it just shows you where the mess is.
0: Exactly, and saves you from stubbing your toe, Mm. which is never a good thing to do in the middle of the night. Okay, so here's a question for you, Mon. How, How has your own experience with keeping the law shown you your need of God's grace?
1: The fact that I suck really hard at keeping <laughs> the <killer>. law. <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like the harder I try to keep the law, <laughs> the further I get from doing it properly. And uh, it definitely shows me I need God's grace um, to help me kill the old self and uh, and and to save me. I but actually
0: like what you said. The harder you try and keep God's law, mm-hmm. the more you realize you're terrible at it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a really good point right there because – You know, the thing that we need to be doing hard is focusing on Jesus Christ. Isn't that so? Amen. Amen. Because you can try, 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 and how far are you going to get? No way. Without Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And but if you try and connect with Jesus Christ, he says, you know. If you seek for me and you search for me with all your heart, I will be found of you. I'm here. I'm waiting. I want. I want to. I'm, I stand at the door and I knock. Mm-hmm. If anyone opens the door, I will come into him. I will sit down, have a meal with him, and and build a friendship, build a relationship together. Um, he's he's the one who says, you know, you love to give good ch- good gifts to your children. If your child came and uh, would would you give your child a rock, mm. or a snake, or a spider, or a scorpion as a gift? No, we love to give good gifts to our children. And God loves to give good gifts to us. And Jesus is a great gift. And God is there wanting to give it himself to us.
1: You know, I often feel people um, people get discouraged and, you know, they try and they try and they try to keep God's law for so long. And they, they keep failing, keep failing. And they almost get disillusioned with the entire thing, you know, with religion and with their relationship with Christ. Like, I tried so hard, it never works. And they give up. I think it's
0: Rather than going to Jesus and trying mm. to focus on Jesus and trying to have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. they try and become a good person by themselves. Yeah, yeah.
1: try to clean up the mess themselves. I think this is probably job. one
0: of the biggest reasons why people give up on Christianity and they go away and like, yeah, I tried church, it didn't work.
1: Mm. Yeah, it didn't fix me.
0: Because once you've experienced the power of Jesus in your life, you've experienced his grace, it's like how do you walk away from that? Mm. You know, How do you walk away from that kind of love? Mm-hmm. just It's just massive, just overwhelming love that is being poured out upon us just in bucket loads.
1: If you're exhausted trying to be perfect and keep the law, why don't you just give up? Give up and give it to God today and let him kill the old man for you. Uh, kill your old self and, uh, and walk in the light that Jesus shines for you. We're going to have a song now. This is Sandra Enterman, Nobody Knows Me Like You.
0: We are back with question of the day right now and our question is a very simple one that a listener has sent through and our question is, why are my prayers not answered? Have you ever had prayers that have not been answered, Mon?
1: I think it's more like they feel like they haven't been answered and I'm just, I don't know, like I'm waiting.
0: I I think I've had a bit of both. Yeah. Some that God's just simply said no and others that is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to answer that prayer because that's a wrong prayer to ask.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I need to understand that, um, God's, gonna, God's timing is perfect
0: Yes There's mm-hmm. a great principle in scripture in John chapter 15 mm-hmm. And verse 16 where Jesus says You have not chosen me but I have chosen you And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit And it goes on And what whatsoever you will ask the Father in my name He will give it to you And I've had come people people come to me at times And say you know the Bible says that anything that I ask for and I attach the name of Jesus to it, God is bound is going to give to me, and he didn't, and so therefore I don't believe in God.
1: God's not a vending machine, though. No, God is
0: not a vending machine. And the other thing is we need to understand what does it mean to ask in the name of God. Mm. God's name is his character. It means to simply ask in the character of God.
1: Ah. And so
0: there are different ways that we can ask for things that are not in the character of God. Mm-hmm. For instance, we might ask for something that it is not God's will. Okay. And whenever we ask for something that is not God's will and God steps in and says, no, that is not my will. And we mm-hmm. complain about it, We shouldn't really complain about it because there's every likelihood we just skip the bullet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which Absolutely. is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, our prayers may appear not to be answered when they are not according to God's will. Um, Another one is that when they are designed to fulfill an inner lust, dreams or illusions Mm. And so, you know, last time I prayed for a Bugatti Veyron I didn't get one
1: is it a fancy car? Yes. Okay, yeah. Oh, just for. <laughs> Didn't get one of those. No. wasn't according to
0: God's will. It was my inner lust, dreams and illusions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, by the way, I never play, prayed that prayer. But um, you get the point. Yes. Um, a- a- another thing can be when uh, that we show no diligence to assist God in the answer. Okay, so God isn't like this. God isn't the kind of parent who sits there and just gives everything out for free. Mm -hmm. God expects us to live a life, Mm -hmm. a life of activity, and he has given us skills and talents that we can use to his glory and honor, and he expects us to use those. (laughs) And so uh, if it's something that God has given us the skills and the talents to do, he's like, hey, I gave you those. I'm not just you know, handing out free cash all the time. That's Mm -hmm. not what God is about.
1: He wants a relationship with you.
0: Absolutely. He wants a relationship with you. Okay, another thing is that um, they can prayers can be aborted by a secret grudge lodged in the heart against somebody else.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you're
0: holding a grudge against somebody, it's a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. It will destroy you. They're living rent-free in your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get them out, evict that tenant um, and do so by forgiveness. But it's something that can come between you and God um, when you are, you know, praying about a particular thing. And if that is something, then next time you pray, I'm sure that God will reveal it to you. The Bible says, Lay aside all malice, envy, and evil speaking, and as a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word. And our prayers can be unanswered sometimes by not expecting much to come of them. Lack of faith
1: Oh wow Lack of faith Well there you go Thanks for answering that Lyle If you have a question You can give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM It's 1-800-324-843 And we can answer your question As question of the day
3: For me
0: You're listening to Sons of Korah, Psalms 34. Mon, what are we giving away today? I'm
1: so excited. I'm giving away one of our most popular items to give away.
0: Okay, so get ready to call right now. 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669 with a text message or get ready to shoot us a message on Facebook because this is our most popular item and these ones get snapped up very, very quickly whenever they are available for free. What have you got right there?
1: They sure do. This is a holy Bible. So, I have a Bible to give away. It is a new living translation. It's one that I use on air. Um, It has a. To
0: mm, decipher all of the times that. So, it's a ready ready orange
1: and cream color cover. It's really beautiful. It features a 365 day reading plan. Uh, so, to, to help you uh, read through it. The in, whole Bible in year. one year? Yeah. Yep. Uh, includes um, a book, book instructions, uh, sorry, book introductions. So, at the beginning of each book, it, you know, has like a little rundown. It tells you a little bit about, you know, who wrote the book and, and where they wrote the book and, you know, that kind of stuff. The content of it gives you an overview and tells you when it was written as well. And, uh, and it also has uh, a plan of salvation in the back. so you know how to know Jesus personally gives you like five steps and um, you know and it's, it's beautiful it's a beautiful Bible. Um, this is one that I use every day on air and uh, we have one to give away. so do indeed be the first person to call through. Um, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. It's published by Tyndale House Publishers, and uh, it is a wonderful copy. It smells really good, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're one of these kind of people that always oh, smells I'm new always books.
1: sniffing books. But you know what? Books smell great, but for some reason, Bibles smell even better. Just There's nothing like, quite like a Bible. Uh, new Bible smell but you can have that new Bible smell for yourself give me a call 1-800-FAITH-FM
0: Fantastic it's not often that we get to give a Bible away here but there's a couple in the box over there so over the next few days stay tuned because we're going to have more Bibles to give away and we always love giving away the ultimate gift and that is the Word of God Mm. And, of course, if you would like to know more about the Bible, then give us a call because not only can we give you a Bible, but we can help you to understand it. Absolutely. Uh, We know people who can share the Bible with you, either in Bible studies or uh, small group Bible studies where you can ask lots of questions or you can do it by correspondence or online through the Discovery Center. Many different ways that you can suit the Bible. Read the Bible. There is one that will suit you. Mm -hmm. Whatever that method is. And
1: just to mention the new living translation, the one that we're we're giving away, it's, it's one of the ones that's it's, it's easier to understand. So
0: yeah, great, great devotional Bible too. Yeah. Okay, so give us a call, you know what our numbers are, and also don't forget that if you'd listen like to listen, have a better signal or listen to the live show, if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, then do so via faithfm.com.au or via the tune-in app.
1: We're going to have some more great programming and some wonderful songs and we'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. You have a great day.
4: I'm sorry I let fear and doubt in As though I was an orphan As though you didn't care As though As though you didn't notice The dark thoughts that you find would you?
5: In a sanctuary filled with silent prayer. i e